Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 498. And today, I want to go over three ways to find more products to sell your customers. This, to me, is a really, really big deal because a lot of people are out there trying to find the next one-off product or trying to find the next fidget spinner or you know what I mean, like the next garlic press, one product that might make it big for them for a short period of time. And to me, moving forward, and you've probably started to hear through the, the latest podcast episodes or even in the, in the past year, I've been talking a lot about building a brand in a market. It's really important that you understand that and you're not out there just saying, well, I'm just going to go ahead and find one product and then move on to maybe another one-off product. It's kind of like the one-hit wonder, right? You got to have more than one hit song to you know, continue your success. And the same thing goes here. The other thing is, is when you're building a brand, and I'm not going to make this episode all about building a brand, but this is the reason why I wanted to go over these, these different ways to find products to sell to your current customers. Um, and right now, if you don't have current customers, Think about it as if you're building a brand then and the customers you will have, you want to start having that in your mind as far as like, what could I sell these people? And I'm going to give you some ways on how you can start to learn that and start to, you know, really dig into certain marketplaces, not just Amazon, and you can understand what they want. So this way here, you can serve them. You know, if you can figure that out, then you can do a lot more things and it becomes easier. Because a lot of people, again, and I'm not picking on anyone, but it's it's just the way it is. A lot of people, they will, you know, get stuck because they got one product, it started to sell a little bit, and then they're like, okay, now what do I do? Do I have to either go in a whole nother market or I've got to figure out what the next product is? Oh, I didn't realize that this this market doesn't really buy a lot of products. They just buy this one thing, right? So there's some things you got to think about when you're building that. But if you are building that brand right now in a market, then you can find submarkets in your market and all of that stuff. And I've talked about you know this in the past, and I'm going to be talking about it more in the future because it's things we're doing right now in our new brand, to be honest with you. And I'm really excited. We just got back from an event, and I'm really fired up about it because it was all about building outside sales channels building these mini simple funnels, if you will. And, and this way here, we don't have to rely just on Amazon. You know, if you are relying on Amazon, it's pretty risky. I think we all know that. I was actually hanging out with a guy that a uh, longtime listener built a very successful business on Amazon, upwards of $300,000 per month, but he doesn't really have any outside sales. And, you know, I asked him, is that a little scary for you? And he's like, yeah, it is. It really is. So, you know, I was here at an event with him and he was attending, I was attending, but uh, that's one of his focuses because it's something that he needs to think about. So again, I'm not going to make this episode about that, but just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about, why I'm talking about this as far as like why you need to find more ways or more products to sell your customers, because you always should be going through this over and over and over. Like you, like it, you shouldn't stop thinking about your customer and what would be the next thing or what could help them in that thing. And I, I talk a lot about the uh, bass fishing market lately and I'm not a bass fisherman, but um, I have, I have did, did my, you know, my share of fishing with my father and uh, with a good buddy of mine, but I'm not an expert at all. And I probably use some terminology that doesn't make sense or it's not even right. Uh, but you know, I'm not a fisherman and I'm not 
I'm not a bass fisherman, so I'm just going to throw it out there. All right. But if I was to go into that market and let's just say that I knew that they they uh, were really, you know, interested in buying, you know, fishing lures for catching bass. Maybe there's certain times of the year, whatever, but let's just say it's a, it's a straight up, you know, bass fishing lure that they would use, right? So what I would do then once I have my market kind of established and I've done this homework is I could say, you know what, I'm going to run a Facebook ad over to maybe a free plus shipping offer. So then you'd be saying like, well, Scott, why would you give away a product for free and then only charge shipping and handling? Well, number one, it doesn't have to even be your main product. It could just be maybe maybe you sell a 10 pack and you just pull one out and you have that packaged up and it's like 50 cents or 75 cents or something like that. That's how you would do that. But what you can do here now is we can get the shipping and handling, which a lot of times will cover all of the shipping and handling and then even some of the product cost. But let's just say it didn't. Well, then I can run Facebook ads over to that offer. And then on the back end of that, when they, when they put in their credit card information and say, yes, they would go to a thank you page, which would then make them another offer. And a lot of times it could be the same exact thing, just maybe more of it. So in this case, let's say I had a 10 pack, then I could, I could offer the 10 pack for 29 99. Right. And then let's say that they, they say yes to that. I could make them another offer to a pro fishing vest for 49 99. Right. Or let's say that they said no to the twenty nine ninety nine. I could then still ask them if they were interested in the fishing vest because maybe they got enough lures. This would be done off of Amazon. But this, again, is if we have enough products to sell our customers. In this case, that was three that I went over. Actually, not even it's two because I pulled one out of the 10 pack and, and I used that as my free plus shipping. And then I had the other ones into that 10 pack and they can get them all for twenty nine ninety nine. Right. So, again, you got to be a little bit creative about it. But you have to know your market. You have to know what they're buying and what they want and what they need. Okay. So again, that'll be for a whole nother episode. And I'm going to be drilling more into building these simple sales funnels because we're going to be doing it in our own brand and, uh, and I'll be reporting back. So definitely stay tuned for that, but that's where I'm heading. Okay. Now I'm not, I'm not leaving Amazon. Not at all. Like I'm, I'm growing Amazon and, and I want to keep growing Amazon. I keep wanting to gr grab new products and launch new products and get them to market. Like, but I have the focus of the brand or the market that we're going after in this brand. Okay. But then we can take some of those products and bring them outside of that. All right. So let's, um, let's get into this and I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little bit in rant mode right now. So I'm going to get back to, uh, what we're going to be going through here, um, which was really the three ways to find more products to sell your customers, which I think is really important. Now, if you currently have a brand right now and you're struggling to, uh, to figure out the next product, then you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this because this, this will definitely help you as well. If you're brand new and you're just starting, then you're going to be able to really get started on the right foot because you're going to be able to know this stuff beforehand. All right. So let's just, um, let's go to the obvious one. Okay. So number one way is, and it's not meaning it's number one, like the only way that you should use, but it's a pretty good one. Um, it's just the first on my list is Amazon, right? We all know that. Like if you're going to Amazon to buy something, right? And then I buy something. It's going to give me other options. It's going to say frequently purchased together, right? So it's going to give me that. It's going to say, Hey, you just bought this fishing lure. You might want the fishing rod, or you might want, I don't know, a new reel, like whatever was frequently bought together that Amazon has history on. That is where they will be making these suggestions for me. All right. So now, what I would do as a seller is I can go in there and I can see these things frequently bought together. And this might be something that you know, but it's something that you might not be using. So definitely do this. And here's the other thing before I move any for, any further. You definitely want to make sure that you just 
keep adding these different product ideas to your bucket just or to your list, however you want to phrase it. But you want to you want to continually add more products to your list because you don't know when you're going to want to reach into that that bucket and grab one and then say, let's go start sourcing this because this makes the most sense for my customer. All right. But you want to have these. You don't want to stay like just in, in the mindset that you're only going to sell three, three products forever. Right. We want to we want to keep expanding. And that one product could lead to another product and so on. All right. Because here's the deal. Let's say that you went to frequently purchase together and the second product that they were adding was, uh, like I said, maybe it was the fishing rod or a bass fishing rod. Right. And then from there, what you would do is maybe go and keyword search that one specifically, and then see what was frequently bought together on that search. And that'll give you maybe different ones. It might even come back to the one thing that you just kind of showed up for, which again, um, would then validate that. Yeah. The first product does go with the other one and then the other one, but a lot of times they'll do three. Sometimes they'll only do two, but sometimes they'll do three, write those down. All right. The other place to look for on Amazon is customers who bought this also bought this. So again, they're doing the same thing as frequently purchased together. Frequently purchased together is really for you at checkout. The customers who bought this also bought this is a lot of times for a search, but it'll show up both places a lot of times too. All right. So again, those are places that they're giving it to you. There's Amazon saying, this is what those customers are buying. This is what they want. This is what they need. Right? So because it's not like this shiny object tool where you're like, oh yeah, it pulls in all this stuff for me. No, don't worry about that. Okay. Amazon is our tool. Okay. It's, it's the place we're selling, but it's also a tool for us. We can, we can use this information to fill out our lists for future products. All right. All right. So number two, moving on to number two, number two is eBay. Now, a lot of people don't realize it, but eBay is still a pretty powerful search engine for buyers. Okay. And the other thing is, is you will find more product ideas over there. Sometimes products that are selling over there aren't selling on Amazon yet. So you might want to go over there and do a little bit of uh, product research. You might want to go over there and just get some ideas, or you can also go over there and search for your same product and then see what other things are showing up because they do the same thing. They're starting to, well, they're not starting to, they've always done it, but just not as well as Amazon, but they will start to give you, uh, you know, different things that you might be searching for in those searches, or maybe something that is searched for by a keyword is also showing up there because whoever was the eBay seller, uh, knows to put that keyword in there and then it shows up. So that'll give you ideas. Another thing you can do is just look at the sellers, look at the bigger sellers that are in your market on eBay that are selling, you know, in your market and really have built a brand. Go look at those products. Now you won't really be able to get a ton of like data as far as like, oh, there's been, you know, 50 sold a month or hundred sold a month. You can kind of do it and they don't always show this, but sometimes it'll say 261 sold right on the listing. And then you can click on that. And then once you click on that, it'll show you the dates that they were purchased. So even though you might say, oh, it was 261 and you're like, that's great. That's a lot, but it might've been over the past six months or a year. So you got to look at the dates on that too. The other thing is too, is if you, if you wanted to, you can go into the reviews that were left there, the feedback that was left there on eBay. And it'll give you a lot of times what the item that someone left the review for the, the feedback for, it'll show what it was. So even though a seller on eBay, uh, it's kind of, like I said, it's like their feedback slash review. Um, but you can, you can leave feedback on an item, but it won't go on the item necessarily. It'll go on the, the, the seller's feedback. So you'd have to go through and kind of look through and see how many of that thing sold because that's how they left the review. 
it's a lot of work. I don't necessarily think I would do, I wouldn't go that far. I would just go there to get some intelligence. I would just go there to kind of look at some people that are selling similar products over there, but aren't selling them really on Amazon or that well. And they're just really power sellers on eBay maybe, or maybe not. Maybe they're just people that are just getting started on eBay, but they're starting to sell similar products together. So it's again, another way just to get more ideas. All right. Now one little tip here, and I can't really show you here in this audio, but I can kind of explain it. But if you go to advanced search, you can search for items that have sold in the last 30 days. And I believe it's 30 days, maybe two weeks. I'm not hundred percent sure, but if you just go to advanced search on eBay and, and this is again, while you're searching for your item and you typed in, uh, you only want to look at, you know, uh, listings that have been completed or sales that are uh, products that have been sold. It'll, it'll pull back all the ones that have recently sold. I know it's at least two weeks, but I think it might be up to 30 days. There's also a tool out there. And I haven't really used it in a long time called Terapeak. I probably should look into that because that's another cool tool that'll give you all that information. Again, I'm not an affiliate for, for Terapeak. Um, at this time I haven't used it. So if I'm not using it, I'm not going to recommend it, but maybe in the future I will, and I'll, I'll play around with it and I'll come back. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a decent tool that I used to use years ago. Um, but, uh, and when I was really, uh, going into eBay a little bit, a little bit more full force. Um, but anyway, so that's eBay. All right. So don't discount that go there. Now, the other thing I want to say here before we move on to the third is like the things that I'm talking about right now, just go do it. Like just go to Amazon and do what I said and just start making notes. Just spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes and do it. eBay, same thing. Just go ahead and do it. You know, there's nothing that you're going to lose from this a little bit of time, but I think you'll get some intelligence and I think it'll also start to build out a product list for you that you can then expand, right? Because one thing could lead to the other, to the other. You got to know how that works, right? So just do this stuff. It's not hard. It's just something you got to do, all right? So Amazon, eBay. The third one is Google. So if you go to Google and you search for your keyword or product, okay? So I did two searches here recently. I did one for uh, kayak uh, bass fishing, okay? And that one there came up with some kayaks and stuff, right? So Actually, I should probably back up. Let me back up for a second. If you go to Google and you search for that, let's say kayak bass fishing, um, you're going to get results back for results that are just on the main page, right? On the main uh, results that are that are pulled back. You can go up to the top, at least at this time, it's at the top. You go to the top and it'll say images, maybe videos, and then it'll say shopping, all right? If you go to shopping, that will just bring back all of the products that are for sale using that keyword. All right. So again, if you go to the top, I believe it's at the top and you just look for that shopping tab, you click on that and it'll return all of the items that are for sale for that. The other cool thing is now you're going to see there's going to be some filters. Now in those filters, you can then start to refine. So you're not getting everything under that search. Okay. Without just going in there and creating a new search. So one that I use a lot is products under, under a hundred dollars and maybe uh, newest. So you have under a hundred dollars and newest, you don't have to use them all, but I would play around with them because the newest ones might be something that's new to the market. Or if you don't want to do newest, cause you don't want to miss the stuff that's doing well, that's been up for a while. Well, you uncheck that, right? The other one they have there is like near you, but that doesn't really pertain to us because we don't really care unless you wanted to go and find one in retail and check it out. Um, but yeah, so you have, those are filters to use. Okay. Now remember, 
Google is a pretty powerful search engine too, and people do go there and buy stuff. Believe it or not, people buy elsewhere, not just on Amazon. Um, so why not go there and get some ideas that, again, might not be on Amazon yet or that we could bring into our brand? All right, because again, once we understand that we're building a brand in a market, we want to start understanding our customers and our customers' journey. When they buy one thing, what do they buy next? What do they buy in six months? What do they buy over and over and over again? Which is, again, another thing you should probably start to think about. If there's a way that you can figure out a product that's in your, in your brand that could be something that wears out or something that they have to replenish or just something that they maybe even give as a gift right? So those are things to think about when you're thinking about products too, because if you can land one of those, that's a whole nother advantage to have in your business and in your brand, because now you have something that's recurring, which is pretty cool. All right. So start building a list of potential products that you could sell your customers right now, today. Like there's your homework. Very simple. All you have to do is go to Amazon, go to eBay, and go to Google. Now, there's other platforms out there you can play around with, too. I mean, heck, you can even go to Alibaba, AliExpress. You can go to Etsy. You can go to Walmart.com. You can go to any, anywhere you want to go. You can go. I mean, heck, if you're selling in the sporting goods and you're selling, let's say, uh, softball gear, right? Go to Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, go to a sporting goods store and look through and see what's on the shelf, Go to, go to Lowe's and look through, um, you know, the aisle that is in barbecue grilling and then go and see everything that's there that they are bringing into the store because obviously they've vetted it out already, right? So get, you know, get out of just the norm. You know, everyone is really just kind of like going on Amazon and then looking at the frequently purchased together, which I think you should do, but that's where they stop that they don't go any further than that. So I would start there for sure because it's so darn easy uh, and then also customers who bought this also bought this. Um, the other cool thing is, is when you do this as well, when you get these products that can be cross promoted, the cool thing about that is you can cross promote your own products. So inside of your, of your, uh, seller's account, you can go ahead and you can start to link these products back and forth together in the promotions area of your listing. I mean, that's really powerful. So let's say you do have one product that sells better than, you know, some of your other ones. You can use that as a way to get advertising because if there's a lot of traffic there, they're going to see that. The more people that see it, greater chance that they're going to click over to buy. And you can, you can entice them by putting in a promotion of some kind, you know, buy this, get this one for 50% off, whatever, buy this, get, you know, $5 off of this. And then they'll just click on one button. The other cool thing is uh, when you are able to have your own products in your own storefront, now you have, again, someone comes to that storefront, they have more things, more, more options that they, can, that they can buy and fill up their shopping cart. That's what we want to do, right? We want to give them what they want, but we want to fill up that shopping cart a little bit. And then from there, we're going to be able to increase the size of our orders. And then when you have all this stuff, let's say that you have three to five products that are all linked together in a sense, selling to the same market. One person could buy all five of those if, if they wanted to. But here's the cool thing. We could take those same products and build ourselves a nice little simplified funnel that we can take Facebook ads and drive it over to a front end offer. And then we can have a back end offer. And then from there, we can also retarget them in the future with some other maybe new products that we're going to be launching. We can build our email list. Like we have all of that stuff that's in control now because we have a nice little suite of products selling to a market in our brand. 
okay? So again, I can't stress it enough. That is really where you should be focusing, and that's where I'm going to be focusing because it's really, really important that we understand that if we can find the market or sub-markets or sub-sub-sub-markets, um, it will become easier for you to be able to, number one, build that brand, which, by the way, if you're ever looking to exit your brand, um, it will be worth more and uh, it'll be easier to sell. Um, so just keep that in mind too, but it makes it easier for when you want to think about what's the next product you're going to roll out. What is the next thing that my customer would want or buy, you know, and here's a little pro tip for you guys. You could ask your email list or your Facebook page or group. What are the top five things that you couldn't live without, um, when you go fly fishing? Like, like you can just ask that question and they're going to come back and go these five things. Well, maybe one of those five or maybe, you know, three of those things on that list are not in my product suite that I sell. I can start looking into those. See, that's a little pro tip there because you would need an email list to do that, but you can totally do that. Heck, if you did any retargeting, which again, I don't want to get too, too advanced here, but if you did some retargeting on someone that landed on your free plus shipping offer, but maybe didn't buy, you can still follow up with them with another offer or a different offer or a reminder or a survey. You can do a whole bunch of stuff right? That's a little bit more of a pro tip, like I said, and you can definitely graduate there. It's not hard. It's just if you're not already launched on Amazon yet, and again, I would say I would still launch on Amazon. That's where I would launch today. If I was starting from scratch, any new brand that I'm involved in, that's what I'm doing. I'm setting everything up so I can launch on Amazon, but I'm building these assets outside of Amazon. So this way here, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just held to what Amazon does or they're in control of. All right, so it's just really important that you understand that. So let's just recap here real quick, guys. So number one, go to Amazon, go there, check out the frequently purchased together, look at the customers who bought this, also bought this uh, area down in the bottom of the listing area or in the middle, wherever it is for you or on mobile. Look at that stuff. It's really, really important because it will give you the answers and it'll start to build out that product list for you. That's a no-brainer. Number two, eBay. Search for your product using keywords and then look at sellers who are bigger brands that are selling your type of products. Start to look at that stuff and start to get more ideas that might not be on Amazon yet, all right? Number three, Google. Do a Google search, go to the top, look for that tab that says shopping, click on that, and then just start to filter down. Look at products that are maybe under $100, or if you wanna look at products that are over $100, you can do that too. Look at also newest items, and then also look at, past items or older items. I believe if you just uncheck newest, it'll show you all of the past items as well. All right. But you got to start building a list of potential products. So this way here, you can offer these to your customers. I'm telling you, it will become so much easier than you thinking about what's the next product. What's the next market? Like, like that stuff becomes old and, uh, it honestly frustrating. Because then you're like scratching your head all the time, not knowing if it's the right market or the right product. Once you get this, this clear like vision of what you're doing, then you're really just looking at the market and seeing what they want. And then you're just going to figure out a way to give it to them, right? Then you can look at all the reviews and make better products. You guys know the drill, right? That's what you do. All right. So guys, at this point, if you are stuck and you have not picked a market, you have not picked products, then I would invite you to check out our new training called Product Discovery Bootcamp. And I am really excited about it because it's officially open now to the public. We did a small group of 100 people. We went through that. We taught it. 
and we had a blast. But the cool thing is everyone that's going through it is going through this exact thing that we're talking about here today. And that is how to find a good market that buys products. And then how do we build a brand in that market? That's exactly what we do for Product Discovery Bootcamp. So we are finding products, but we're only finding products in this training that will be sold in your brand in a market. So that's what we've done here. We've really narrowed it down and just put that focus on that because I believe it will become so much easier once you get clarity and once you go in this direction, all right? So definitely go check out productdiscoverybootcamp.com if you're at all interested. If you own a brand right now or what you think might be a brand and you only have one product and you're struggling to think about what else am I going to offer them, this is still a great training for you because again, we are able to now look at your market and start to drill in and start to really see and expand into these sub markets or even sub sub markets, which a lot of times are a lot less competitive. All right. So definitely check that out. Productdiscoverybootcamp.com. I'm really proud about this. It's really an awesome training. It's affordable. So definitely go check that out if you're at all interested. All right. So the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 498. All the show notes, transcripts, links, all that stuff will be there. And uh, you can go ahead and grab all the goodies over there. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.